Welcome to the Cross the Line Podcast. My name is Carlos Smith, and today's episode is sponsored by Charlene's Home Cooking on 1136 East Blackstock Road, North South Carolina. Charlene's Home Cooking is a family restaurant that cooks like grandmother. Fresh veggies, meats cooked to order. You can do a meat with two sides, a meat with three sides, or a veggie plate along with sweet tea, Kool-Aid, and lemonade. Cakes, pies, and cobbler are also available for dessert. She wants you to feel at home anytime you visit, so make sure you stop by on Monday, Thursday, or Saturday from 11 to 6, and Friday and Sunday from 11 to 7. Everything is fresh and cooked from the heart, so make sure you stop by and visit us sometime. So today we have another special guest. Um, she's an entrepreneur. I'm happy to be here sitting with her today. And right now I'm sitting with the owner of Faces by Cynthia Browse and Lashes, Miss Cynthia Watson. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing just fine. Thank you. So just for the people watching this uh, interview, just telling them how I actually found found you. What I was doing one day, um, I'm always out doing my homework, doing research, trying to find people to interview. So I happened to just be on this road and I was just stopping by different shops, telling them, hey, this is what I'm doing. Would you be interested in um, doing an interview? So I was getting ready to leave out and I happened to just see Faces by Cynthia over here on the side. So I was about to head over. And once I got over by Goodyear, I stopped and said, you know what, let me just stop by. Just turn around and stop by and come talk to you. So, you know, I came in here last week and had a great conversation with you and you said you were happy to uh, be on here. So thank you for joining me once again. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. So starting out with people uh, tuning in, how long have you actually been doing browsing last year? Well, actually, this is my ninth year. I'm getting ready to celebrate going into my 10th year. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So um, I know, I, at first I was thinking that you actually did hair. For, which one did you actually start out doing first? Was it the brows or the... Well, actually, I started off doing hair. Um, Tawana Hackett, she gave me an opportunity with Good Impressions to open up Good Impressions Part 2, doing hair fresh out of cosmetology school. And um, you know how you still know that it's something more that you're supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. So um, God was just dealing with me and continuing to, you know, just pull me towards doing something bigger and greater within the field. So I actually just happened to meet an Indian family that was opening up a brow and lash bar in Westgate Mall. They trained me to do threading, um, which was something nobody else was doing in the area. And once they trained me, they actually just left me the keys and told me to just run with it. So I opened up two other locations for them, trained all of their employees. And here I am today, you know, um, actually opening, you know, I opened my own and thriving and um, business is, is great. And we're getting ready to celebrate a year this February. So did, growing up, did you ever envision being anything other than, you know, Styles and getting a cosmetology. I mean, of course, you know, like anybody else, you have dreams and plans that do all kind of things when you're young. And I stuck with the medical field for a while, but it was just something that kept pulling me back to something that I really wanted to do, which mm -hmm. was to be in the beauty field. And so I'm um, just, you know, I just I always had a passion and wanted to keep people happy, make people happy. So I'm just thankful to come across something that I'm able to still, you know, every day make people happy and put a smile on their face. Growing up, were you, um, around a lot of other entrepreneurs because a lot of times, you know, as when we have family members that just, you know, get up and go to work for somebody else, a lot of times we tend to just grow up and do the same thing, just right. go to work and be employees instead of being an employer. Right. So for you growing up, were you around, did you grow up in a family of entrepreneurs? Actually, I didn't. Um, to be honest with you, um, a lot of the hairstylists that I knew were in the kitchen still. Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, I had a close aunt. I have a godmother, you know, so just watching them and helping them out. Um, I kind of got a feel of being in cosmetology, being in the beauty industry. But um, as far as having business owners, no, I 
wasn't fortunate that to be, um, I guess, connected with any entrepreneurs okay. growing up. Was there any like particular moment where you where you finally felt like, okay, this is what I'm meant to do? What was that moment for you? That moment for me was looking at my daughter. She had been my cashier since she was seven. And just realizing that um, other people, other nationalities, they're training their kids to do, you know, what it is that they're accustomed to doing or the family business. Absolutely. And I was looking at my daughter and she's been with me since she was seven and now she's 15. And it was like, okay, I need something to hand her. I need something for her, you know, and her children. And that's mm-hmm. the light bulb came on. Like, okay, it's time to have something to be able to hand her, you know, her and other generations in the family. And I think that's something we need to do more of in uh, the African-American community, you know, have something. Um, generational wealth. Uh, a lot of times, you know, we just, like I said, we just work. And after that, we just we work, retire. And, you know, that's it. We don't really have much. Right. Sometimes we may give them, like, leave them some money. But other than that, we don't leave them, like, business and stuff that we can pass down for generations. Right. But how... So I how them, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't want to oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You're fine. And I've learned, too, you know, um, just at being 38, a lot of times we can give and give and give, but we don't actually take people through the process. We don't show them the details of, you know, how we got where we were. You know, it's like the saying of giving a person a fish, you know, you can give it to them or you can show them how to fish and they can have a skill to be able Absolutely. to feed themselves you know beyond just that one day mm-hmm. and so i've been learning you know instead of just handing you know show people show them where they can go put in applications show them you know how they can make that situation better so it's just not a temporary thing it's something more permanent for them that will help them you exactly because i think we do a lot of damage if we just you know just hand somebody some money or just right. give them a handout right that doesn't benefit them it only fixes the problem temporarily right but then after that you know it's Back to they, they need something else again. Right. So how, how does your daughter feel about doing hair? Does she love it? I mean, doing the bras and lashes, does she does she love it? or? My how does daughter she feel about is, she, actually, she's into theater. She loves okay. to sing and dance. She's into theater. But as far as being in the beauty industry, she loves it. That's her, you know, 15, you know, we're all into stuff like that. But she she loves the fact of, you know, having something that she can walk in my footsteps, you know, beyond whatever she decides to do in her life. She'll have something under her belt that'll be able to take care of her. Absolutely. So I read um, in Herald Journal that you started and you got into the Start Me program. Yes, sir. So can you talk a little bit about that? What actually is the Start Me program? Start Me program is the Northside Initiative Group. Um, what they do, they have done is created a program to be able to help people better themselves. Um, they've pretty much redone the Northside part because a lot of times, you know, people get they're stuck in their situations and Northside had a lot of poverty issues and mm-hmm. they just totally just revamped that. They've designed different programs to help people to become homeowners. They've designed programs to help people to become entrepreneurs and just better themselves. And so being in the process of starting, me, it was like being in a business school, but you didn't have to pay for it because they equipped you with everything you needed. The only thing you needed was that driving goal to be able to be your best and do your best. You didn't have to go in there with a, perfect business plan, you know, everything drawn and laid out. They helped you, held your hand through the whole process of getting you where you need to be to be an entrepreneur. And how long does the, like, the process last from start to finish? Well, um, I think it's like four months. I'm not really sure because it seemed like time just went so right, fast. Right. But I'm still involved in Start Me. I mean, every day I still have people stop by to check on me, people calling me to check on me. They're sending me emails every day to give me different opportunities. They're actually trying to bring me in as a mentor. So I'm mm-hmm. still starting me every single day. So, and what was the biggest thing you say you took away from being in the program? 
the biggest thing I took away from being in the program is it starts with me. Nobody can do it for me. Um, I have to have that drive and go. I have to want better for myself. And Absolutely. no matter what I don't know, you know, you always ask questions. You're always, you know, um, you always have, let me see. You can always be able to ask what it is. You can't just walk around here just being naive about things. You know, somebody can always be able to explain what's going on and break it down for you. It don't always have to go over your head. And that's one thing I tell people. It's, it's okay to not know something. Like, it's okay mm -hmm. to ask. Now, actually, um, I'm also talking about that in my book. Like, we don't know everything. Right. Even if, for me, um, after graduating from Upstate, for at the beginning, I, I thought, like, doing sports broadcasting, I would be able to just go get a job at ESPN or Fox or Turner Sports and just talk about sports, but it's still more that I don't know. It's still more experience that I need to gain. It's like, right. you don't, you're not, it's, it doesn't work that way. Life just is going to throw you some curveballs. Right, right. So it's still a lot of things that you um, still have to learn along the way. Right. But also talk about, I read also that you wanted to do like a mobile salon, but you weren't able to, to do that at first. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the state of South Carolina, they have, um, every state has different rules, but the state of South Carolina at that time, wasn't allowing mobile salons. So it kind of threw me a curveball, but the thing of it is, perseverance, you just keep pushing forward. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm, I was still able to own a business in the midst of it, and that's just like mobile food trucks. Absolutely. They weren't allowing mobile food trucks then, but now, you know, we have now them you everywhere, it. you know? Yeah. So it doesn't stop. It doesn't mean that it would never happen. It just means that we just haven't arrived yet in the state of South Carolina, you know? So how did you end up finding, like, a space that the people from the Startup Start Me program help you find a space or was something you had to kind of do on your own? Well, I went, my desire was to be downtown because I felt like I needed to be in the heart of Spartanburg. So I came into Venus and I talked to um, the owner. And, well, I talked to the owner's grandson to um, just ask, you know, and see how he felt about me opening up a space here. And they allowed me to come in and build a space inside. And, yeah. I want to ask you, do you feel like doing the work that you do is something that you pick up early in life? Is something you want to do early? Because I, I remember talking to my barber. He was saying, you know, just being a barber, a lot of people think it's just as simple as picking up some clippers and cutting somebody's hair and, and making some money and that's it. But do you feel like is it, is it more to just do something you start out early in life doing as a craft and like having that passion for it? Or do you think it's something that you can just pick up at any time? Well, I think it's important to start early. If you have mm -hmm. someone that will give you an opportunity um, to start early, I think it's important. But I think at any more, in any point in time, if you have a passion for it, I think, you know, it's never too late. Mm -hmm. What's the hardest part for you of about, about being an entrepreneur? I think the most challenging part has been um, just learning the business part of it. I have the skills, you know, um, of course I can talk to anybody, I can bring in the business, but as far as learning the financial part of it, um, and the most challenging part I've always dealt with, whether I was running my own business or someone else's, is keeping um, good employees. That's been the problem. Absolutely. It's like it's a lot of times, you know, the hardest part is starting out, you may not have everything you need to like take care of them and like the fun to right. now they won't it's nowadays it's hard because sometimes people expect like a paycheck right in the beginning and I tell people all the time every opportunity doesn't come in the form of a paycheck. That's right. You may build these relationships that are gonna take you far beyond the money. You're so right. that's and that's how I actually started out. You know, I used to drive up and down the road to Charlotte and I wasn't making a dime to cover these games, but it was something that I enjoyed doing. And, it's, and I just took that experience and learned from it. So it's like a lot of times take that experience because you never know who you're going to run into down, down the road. And then once you build a relationship, 
they may come back and say, I remember you and do something else for you right. instead. Brandon, if you only knew how many free eyebrows I get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that. Oh, would you say it's like, do you have it a lot? Well, like a lot of times, you know, family members, people you, you grew up with real close to you, do you say a lot of times it comes from a lot of those people that may know you and say, man, I remember you from back then, just hooked me up and, and stuff like that. You know it. Yeah. <laughs> it happens, but I like to give away free. Um, I, I like to at least your birthday. I want to give you a free service, you know. And then I have the moments where God can just be telling me, just let her go, you know. Let her just give her free ground, you know, because it can be a, a woman come in and she's having a bad day. She's not really feeling good about herself, and for me to give her a service and she has a smile on her face, that's priceless to me, you know. Absolutely. That was more to me than the twelve dollars that I would have charged her. Absolutely. So and people, know. people will always remember how you made them feel. Right. Um, I remember. Exactly a couple of days ago, we were in Atlanta. I was telling you uh, with Miss Panay out Ap- Peru, and she does hair. And she said, you know, at a young age, she would see how her mother was doing hair. And when these ladies would come in, some of them were just broken and just heartbroken and had so many different things going on. But after they got their hair done, she saw how it just made them feel like mm-hmm. different. And she said from that moment, she kind of knew then, you know, that's what she wanted to do. She wanted to do makeup and, and hair. And so, do you feel like? Being, being that's how she found her purpose, do you feel like you found your purpose? I feel like I found my purpose because a lot of times we don't even realize it. We're counselors behind the chair. You know, mm-hmm. we hear and see so much behind the chair. And I just feel like my I found my platform to be able to show the love of God, share the love of God, and to be able to just touch so many different people because it's healing and touch. It's healing and just listening, you know, and that's my love language is affection and being able to just help and be able to listen and, you know, just being able to just love on a person. And so I've been able to, you know, use my platform to be able to not only, you know, be healed and hold myself, but to be able to help other people too. You know? Absolutely. That, and that was just made me think of something else. Cause I know doing the work you do, you hear a lot of stories of oh, yeah. all kinds of stuff. <laughs> oh, so yeah. and, and I know it has to make you thankful for the things that you have, but taking a lot of this stuff, it could be rough. So, in your moment, um, when you needed somebody to talk to, who would you say is like that go-to person for you to like go to when you need to talk to? Because I know you have to hear a lot of what everybody else has going on. <laughs> God is, friend, because I don't mm-hmm. necessarily have that myself, you know, and sometimes you can't really get weary. You can get bogged down in what you experience all day long, what you deal with all day long, but you just have to go to him and be able to release it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I can be honest myself, I don't have that go-to person, you know. I'm a single mother. Sometimes I just have to go and just cry it out, you know, but he is, you know, my sustainer. He is my healer. He is the person that hears and and listens to my cries and don't go tell nobody. So entrepreneurship, I'm finding out early on already that it's, it's a, it's a tough journey. And a lot of days um, we we speak about it a lot is like, like a place of like isolation where you're alone and, Sometimes, like you say, you don't you have to talk to God, but you don't really have that have a go to person. But it's like it's a it's a lonely journey, but at the same time you enjoy it because you taking you're taking these risks and the risk can be so rewarding at, yes. the end of, at the end of the day. And you never know, like we always say, I'd rather, you know, say, Oh well, knowing that I tried, then what if and not knowing what happened, like if right. I step out on faith, like not that's actually exactly right. and that's what's on my shirt right now, stepping out on faith, and you can see the gentleman. Right, and you promised me one of them shirts. Oh yes, man, I, I, we got you a shirt. But um, so we'll definitely take care of you with the shirt. I I, I got you. Trust me, we haven't forgot. But let, I want to go back to um opening day when that moment was starting to arrive. 
how how was that day? How do you remember? It was so stressful, emotional. I mean, just I had so many mixed feelings. It was like, and actually, it rained that day. It was cold and rainy, so I didn't know who was gonna show up. But start me. I mean, they really surprised me. I mean, the news people was here. It was so many people here for the ribbon cutting. I was just so overwhelmed. It was like a bittersweet moment. But you know, I knew too. You know that um, all the work that had been put in, I had to be ready. So I was actually taking customers and stuff on opening day too, because you know. We in business right, right? Well, So it's kind of like a, uh, so was it like a, a surprise or you already knew that what they, did they no, have everything planned I, for we you? We knew about it. Everything was planned, but I wasn't expecting the turnout the way it was. Right, I wasn't right. expecting, you know, everything to be set up the way it was. And mm -hmm. I mean, I was just overwhelmed and surprised and just taken back. And I was just so thankful and appreciative too that, you know, even though, we we expect for family to be there. We expect for friends to be there. But I didn't expect the open women to turn out with people that really didn't even know me. Exactly. That was here to support me. You know. Mm -hmm. and you know, doing these interviews is you know so unique. Is a lot of we always say too is that sometimes you get more support from people that you don't even know. Right. So a lot of times those people will give you more encouragement. I'm not saying that family and friends don't, but sometimes it's people that you don't even know that give you these. Words of encouragement, a, a lifetime, uh, life opportunities of a lifetime, and, and stuff like that. But what does it mean for you to have your own salon? This is just the start. It just means that God is able to do anything. It just means that you have to keep dreaming. It just means that you know His promises. His promises are for real. You know, mm -hmm. you can have what it, whatever it is that you you want, you can actually have it, you know, and it just means that this is the start of something that's going to be bigger, and I just can't wait, and I'm excited to see what it is that he's going to do, and the doors he's going to open for me. Did, did you have a, a preference of over hair over eyebrows and lashes, or did, you, did it really matter to you when you started? Um, no, this is what I like to do, brows and lashes, so okay. this was the part out of it, and I want to say one more thing, too. Mm -hmm. Opening a business and having your own business, I think you should see the bigger picture in it. I think you should see the opportunities that you can you can create for other people. Absolutely. You know, um, this is this is my home. I've been here since I was ten. So Sparkle City is my home, and to be able to give back to Sparkle City, to be able to employ other people that's looking for a home, that's been the greater reward for me. To be able to you know give somebody else the opportunity because I know how it was to not know where you was going. I know how it is to not know what you're gonna do once you get licensed, and to be able to give someone an opportunity whether they want to stick with brows and lashes or not, but to just be able to give them something that nobody else is doing, and they can have an opportunity to find a home if they want to stay here. You know, mm -hmm. so that's been. One of the most rewarding parts. Yeah. And that, that's what everybody tells me, you know, they do it for a greater purpose more than just, mm -hmm. it's not about the money, it's just, you know, the freedom that it gives you. And on top of that, the way you can change other people's lives right, and, and right. do things for them. And then maybe they want to, like you said, go out and do something else, start their own business, right. create their own opportunity. That's the most important part. So, and when we do these interviews, that's what I really enjoy as well, as you know. A lot of time, most of the time, I don't really know where I'm going. Like I said, I just happen to just stop by here. I'm just taking a chance, you know, just reaching out to people and saying, hey, I'm doing this. Would you be interested in, in sharing your story? Like, just right. one of the things about entrepreneurship I really enjoy is, like, you don't really have limitations. Right. Like, you right. have a job. You have a time to be there. They tell you when to go on break, when you come back, go home, those kind of things. Like, right. And you, some, a lot of times, your, your salary is capped. Well, entrepreneurship, 
You're not nothing, in that glass exactly. right? You don't. Right. You don't have. But nothing's guaranteed either. It's really the work that you put in. Right. It's what's going to determine what you make. So right. I think that's also something people need to realize is entrepreneurship. I mean, it's a tough role, but for me, is is very rewarding at the end of the day. Right. What What would you tell people looking at this interview right now? What would you tell them, people who want to start their own business? Maybe it may not be brows and lashes, but people in general. What would you tell them if they want to start their own business? I would tell them, first of all, um, go in it with a plan. Um, really look at what it is that you really want to do. Get connected with other entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, if you want to be a president, go, you know, get with president-elect. You know, people that want to be a president. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just an example. Surround yourself by people who are trying to do some of the same things that you're trying to do. And then start with, you know, I started with Start Me. You know, reach out to other foundations. You know, see what benefits you and then just continue to move forward with the journey. You know, you're going to hear some no's, but continue to persevere and keep going. Oh, this, this is part of it. Hearing no is just like, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't believe how many times I hear no. Like, this this is an everyday thing for me. Either they say no, they may not respond, or they'll say, I'll get back to you. But right. you just got to keep on going. This is part of entrepreneurship. That's right. part of life right. in, in general. What would you say is the toughest thing for you that you probably had to encounter so far along your journey? Um, probably the toughest thing for me is um, just getting in control of my environment, just making sure that, you know, my environment is secure and I'm coming in with a healthy mind and, you know, just um, making sure that the business part is taken care of. Because I think sometimes we can get so caught up, especially if you're working in the business, dealing with the work of the business, you kind of lose track of the business itself. Absolutely. You don't get to get out and, you know, um, I guess. So to say, you don't get to get out and network the business. You're stuck behind the chair the whole time. So that's kind of been somewhat of my challenges is getting off behind the chair and being able to network the business. Mm-hmm. If you had to go back, if you could go back and talk to your younger self, what would you tell yourself to do differently? I would tell myself, first of all, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and get started. You know, because if we look at the money that have come through our hands from youth until now, I mean, we have been billionaires, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Because I'm like, man, where did all this money come <laughs> from? Right, like, I spent know? so much money. But, you know, I would have probably um, been more into saving. I have probably been more into um, making sure that I always put God first because God, when we're born, he equips us with everything that we need, you know, and Absolutely. I'm going to always, you know, have to give, you know, make sure that I give him the glory because of the fact that it's nothing but him, you know, and sometimes, you know, we get so lost and we get caught up in life and, you know, we get to doing other things. We don't look at the fact that he's already equipped us with what it is that we need and we just need to stay on the path because as long as we put him first, what they say, Matthew 6 and 33, seek him first Absolutely. and his righteousness, you know, and everything that's about him and everything that we need. Or we want to start following place. Absolutely. Just a few more questions, and then we'll get ready to wrap it up. Um, what do you like to do in your spare time to kind of, like, get away from, like, the salon and, and doing hair and brows and lashes? What do you like to do to try to kind of, like, clear your mind? I don't have any spare time. No spare time? <laughs> you can catch me behind the chair, or you're going to catch me at church. I don't really have too much spare time. <laughs> do you see yourself in the future, you know, uh, being a teacher or like mentoring other people, like I know this is your shop. I'm pretty sure you have people here now, but do you see yourself doing more of that in the future as well? Oh, most definitely, because I don't want to take my talents to the grave with me. I want to share with as many people as I can. I want to encourage as many people as I can. And I feel like, you know, that's one of my purposes, uplift, build, and, you know, generate wealth for others. So. Yeah, absolutely. What, do you, what does it mean to you, you know, 
first of all, being a, a black African uh, African American woman and an entrepreneur, have your own shop. What do you th- think that means to the uh, city of Spartanburg? I think it means a lot to the city of Spartanburg um, because now you look around, it's more minorities that are owning their own businesses. There's more African Americans that are owning their own businesses. So, I mean, I just really, I. I see the bigger picture, and that's why I want to be downtown because I see the bigger picture. It's a lot going on, and I really want to push and motivate the residents here to get up and do what it is that you dream about doing. Get up and do what you see Spartanburg don't have to offer because it's a slap in the face to have somebody else come in here and do what it is that we could have done. You know, Spartanburg is building, it's evolving, it's doing a lot, so I think we need to get on board and do what we need to do. Absolutely. Do you do you have any other future business endeavors that you look to do in the future? Oh, definitely. Look for me, friend. All right. <laughs> well, I think these are my last two questions. Um get ready to go to a new year. What would you say is your new year's resolution? I don't really have resolutions, but I I look forward to doubling in business. I look forward to moving forward and whatever endeavors God has set up for me. If he opened the door, I'm going to run through it. <laughs> Absolutely. And then my, my final question is, what would you say would be your ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is just to be the best that I can be and put my best foot forward and to be able to touch as many lives as I can, be able to change as many lives as I can, and to leave a legacy for my child, you know, and her children. Absolutely. Well, Cynthia, I want to thank you. I know you got to get back to running your shop. Um, thank you for taking the time out. Um, thank you for just welcoming us. I know, like you said, these are these are busy times right here. But for you to let us in and, and kind of share your story, so people can get to know you. And also, I want to say that this is what we this is what I like about doing these because we can actually go in and have these relationships and, and build these relationships with these entrepreneurs. Because you know, like unlike the news, um, a lot of times they'll share your story for like a minute or two, and then it's always about something bad that's happened. Like. We don't want to always hear about something like the negative, like who got shot, who's been killed. We want to come and celebrate these people who are doing great things in the community and give them their flowers while they're here right. because it's, it's something we need to appreciate. And and it also shows them that we don't also, not there's anything wrong with it, but that you can always be more than either an athlete or entertainer. You can be an entrepreneur and create your own opportunity like like you did. You just believe in yourself. So, so thank you for sharing your story. Before we get out of here, is there anything else you want to share? Well, I appreciate y'all, first of all, for coming in, giving us the opportunity oh, and the opportunity to share my story. Um, and I, I do want to say, too, you know, um, it is a lot of single parents out here, whether it be um, mothers or fathers, you know, mm-hmm. just don't look at it as, you know, um, being, what I'm going to say. Don't look at it as being a curse or being a single parent. Look at it as being a blessing. I mean, because if you look at me, you know. I'm just an example. You know, God has a bigger plan. It, it's not just, you know, you just start with just having responsibility. No, he has a bigger plan, you know, and you have to push forward. You have to move forward and whatever plan it is that he has for your life, you know, and that's just that's just one other thing that I want to say, because I know we get so bogged down in life and what's going on in life, but it's a bigger plan than what we're going through. And it's always, Absolutely. you know, a brighter day at the end of the storm. It really Absolutely. is. So we just all have to always be thankful for the things right. that we do have instead of right. just focusing on what we what we don't have. So Miss Cynthia, I want to thank you again for this opportunity. We'll definitely uh be back by here again. Because we we can see you family now. You're a family <laughs> for the Cross the Line podcast. But before we get out of here, can you tell everybody how to find you social media and how to find you so well? Well um we're at Faces by Cynthia on Facebook. 
Faces by Cynthia on Instagram. We're at 127 East Main Street. We're inside of Venus Beauty Supply. As soon as you walk in through the door, you're going to look and you're going to see us. You can't meet us. Can't beat us. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Thank you again. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And also, thank you to Miss Charlene from Charlene's Home Cooking for uh, sponsoring this episode of the podcast once again. So until next time, guys, keep chasing your dreams. It's a Cross the Line podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you.